0: Today, a greater bright. My mind can sometimes be a brick wall, continually smashed against the subconscious, like feet stomping grapes, extracting its juice just to taste sweetness again. And other times, it is just layers of peeling paint, Pantone color swatches switched at the last second, an indecisive bitterness poured over sickeningly sweet visions in rustic, muscadine red. Today, the mind reels instead, pushing hands into dirt and tracing a line from root to rise, in illuminated varnish that rips back its veneer, a greater bright that makes the painted mind run clear. You're listening to Inkspeak, where storytelling and poetry meet the wonder and magic of living, I'm your captain, author, poet, and unearther of life, Maverick Malone. Hello, podcast family! Welcome back to the first episode of 2024. How we feeling? I've been still kind of am hibernating, but I'm ready to be back. And I think this year the podcast is gonna look a little different than last year, but such is growth, right? Some things change, and some don't, and I still got those opening poems. And further into the episode, I think you'll see why I chose this particular poem, but I wrote it very early on in my journey when I was just beginning to really become aware of my thoughts and my energy, how the mind works, and how mine specifically could become so gunked with all of the things I held on to, all of the things we as humans pick up from everything we consume and come in contact with, but also our experiences, What we subconsciously can't let go of, maybe because we aren't even aware it's there. But that's what awareness is, this greater bright, so to speak. And it's through modalities like Reiki or any spiritual practice, really, that is the cleansing that allows the kaleidoscopic mind to slow long enough for us to notice what's really there. And that's what we're talking about today on the podcast with the guest that I brought on. I want to incorporate more of these conversational episodes So bringing other people on to shoot the shit about all kinds of things, motherhood, books, sex, near-death experiences, like that one time I almost drove my best friend and I off the side of a cliff, all of it, and also to get out into the community, uh, bring people on from my various networks and just have people on that I find super interesting. And one of those people is Candy Lee, who is with me today. And I've been waiting for this moment Since last year when I first floated the idea to her about starting these conversational episodes, and I knew she was one of the first guests I wanted to do this with. And when I do these conversational episodes, I really prefer to do them in person to feel into the energy because it feels so much more natural to have conversations in person for me than to just meet over Zoom. Plus, your girl loves any reason to travel. So I'm recording this from a hotel room in Knoxville with candy. I've known her for about three years now, and she's had such a pivotal role in my journey, especially through my spiritual awakening, which I'm working on an entire episode on that, when my entire world was just plunged into darkness, and there was Candy appearing like a shining lighthouse in my life when I needed some major guidance. Candy is an energy healer, a spiritual coach specializing in relationships, and a certified Reiki master. And if you're thinking, what master? We'll get to that. She's cosmic, she's intuitive, she's a soul sister from another dimension, and no doubt we've had many past lives. Someone referred to her actually as the Taylor Swift of Reiki, but I think she's also a little bit Mr. Miyagi too. She's wise with this aura of peace about her. Now if she could also teach me karate, that would be something though. But can confirm, Taylor Swift meets Mr. Miyagi meets cosmic BFF, like real deal very gifted at what she does, not just with energy work, but she's just one of the kindest and most understanding people I know. Every time we would jump on a coaching call, it was like she was a sunrise in a shot glass. Just this little jolt of hope and encouragement that everything was going to be okay during such a tumultuous, honestly, kind of what the fuck time in my life. Down was up, up was sideways, and I thought I was dying. And then a wild candy appeared like the rarest of Pokemon to bless me with her magic. And if all of this sounds very woo and you're already Googling Reiki, we're about to get into it. I think you're going to find this episode to be very informative and intriguing, hopefully served up with a side of entertainment. So I hope you enjoy. Enjoy. welcome candy I'm so excited for you to finally join the podcast because we've been talking about this for so long now
1: oh my goodness um let me come back to this planet after that amazing introduction I just kind of want to sit in that for a while thank you and also all of those topics you mentioned uh, what would we say sex and travel and books, books like <laughs> all that I, I'm here. near-death experiences we I'm here for all of it so whatever awesome. whatever comes up. Wow, I'm so, so excited to be here. Really excited to talk about this weird Reiki word yes. and all things spiritual awakening and excited to see what unfolds.
0: I tried to give you a little poetic hyped up intro because that's my style. I like to do that for all the people in my life, but I also like to hear people describe themselves and what they do and give their little backstory straight from the horse's mouth. So could you tell us a little bit about you, yourself, and your backstory?
1: Yes. But I really liked your poetic version.
0: (laughs) Have you ever been compared to a Pokemon before?
1: (laughs) No, I don't think I have. That might have been a first. But yeah, I was like, man, I want to take this intro and frame it. (laughs) It's an original. I love it. So I'm Candy Lee. And goodness, how far back do we want to go? Um, Do you want me to start with my journey or just a quick introduction? How
0: How did spirituality and all of this stuff come into your life? Okay, cool.
1: So I was first introduced to this weird thing called Reiki when I was about 14 years old. My stepdad was actually what's called attuned in Reiki. It's called attunements. He was attuned at Reiki level two and my mom also did attunements. And then I went and got attuned to Reiki level one. I had no idea what that meant, didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that when I could feel this energy stuff pouring through me it felt really good and then I went on my merry way to you know college and getting married and getting the job and having the kids so in 2014 um, I actually worked in the medical industry I did public relations so not really (laughs) (laughs) really a professional myself but um, I was all around it and I started noticing that I didn't feel good and I would go to the doctor and I would get tests run and they'd be like, well, your blood pressure's in normal range. And I'd be like, this isn't normal for me. It's high. Well, your sugars are in normal range. No, this is not normal for me. I hear that based on your tests, it's normal, but it's not normal for me. I don't feel good. And then it started getting to where I was getting sick just eating, like full on sick. And so um, I was finally introduced to what's called a muscle response practitioner which is another energy modality. It's a way to talk to the body and get yes-no answers. So if anyone's familiar with pendulum work, it's literally like your body is the pendulum. So I was introduced to her, and she was able to tell me that my body was full of toxins. We're talking metals, mercury, lead, cadmium. I did grow up in Oak Ridge, the (laughs) secret city. Who knows
0: what is in the water over there? It
1: literally has signs posted that say, don't touch. Don't, don't drink the, the water. Don't drink it. Don't touch it, right? If I knew growing up what I do now, I would, know. <laughs> never have drank the tap water. And so it, I had candida overgrowth, I had pesticides, all this just stuff in my body. And so... You know, started gently releasing that, focusing on um, what I ate more. And so really that for me was like step one, that physical having to shed Mm -hmm. all this. I feel like
0: that's always where it starts is like with the physical body.
1: I I think that is a big piece for a lot of people. They end up on some type of journey, whether it's, you know, cancer, diabetes, or just whatever. Car wreck, near-death experience, Mm -hmm. right? But there's something physical that usually happens. So the next step was a little bit more spiritual. My brother passed away on Valentine's Day, 2015, because my brother is the person who would die on the day dedicated to love. And his was also a cancer journey. He had pancreatic cancer. It was a very quick unfolding, which people who are familiar with pancreatic cancer would say, well, yeah, that's that's how it is. But it's weird because his was a very rare they didn't even call it cancer at first. And so... So they thought it was something else? Well, they just said it was like a big neuroendocrine tumor on his pancreas, but that it was really rare and they weren't really calling it cancer. So it was... It was tough. It was a tough time. And so after he passed away, which, you know, he wasn't just my brother. He mm-hmm. was my best friend. He was my father figure. We talk about soulmates, you know, just, all right, it, like, yeah. all the things. And it crashed my world, you know, so that's when I started questioning life. Is
0: mm-hmm. this it? Grief. Grief will do that to you. Grief, yes.
1: Grief will do that to uh-huh. you. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was married, and life was fine. You know, back then I would have said life was good. Now I have looked back, <laughs> because I've reprocessed. <laughs> it was fine. You know, I just, something inside of me kept going, is this really it? And then July 2016, I had a, what I would consider my spiritual awakening moment, my my big trigger, the catalyst moment, where I met someone that I identify as my twin, and it, my twin twin flame, and I don't use the terminology lightly because there's a lot of just misinformation.
0: And I definitely want to touch on that later in this episode. Yeah. So we'll Mm -hmm.
1: talk about that. So I don't use it lightly, but basically what happened was it, it triggered my heart open. You know, we have these energy centers in our body. And as we go through life and we're accumulating all the toxins, the physical ones, the mental and emotional ones, it shuts down our energy centers and they don't work properly. Mm -hmm. Right. So I've already been on this physical journey of clearing stuff out. And then I was, Questioning life working kind of in the mental space and now suddenly I have this experience that triggered my heart space open it felt like being defibrillated okay wow <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard me stutter because I stuttered when it happened <laughs> and I don't stutter much mm-hmm. so I was like what is happening to me and my whole world flipped completely upside down I didn't understand the life I'd been living anymore, and I was starting to understand life completely differently, which is what I consider a spiritual awakening. It's like you're literally, you learn something, and you literally go back through your life and reprocess everything you know based on this new way of experiencing. I was literally experiencing life differently. We're talking intuitive gifts opened up. I was, you know, tuned in, doing what's called channeling, and it like I, I recognize telepathy is real. <laughs> it's like that's wild. Like who knew? So at that point, that's where I reconnected to Reiki. I called in a connection to my Reiki master teacher, my mentor, because I needed help understanding what was happening to me. You know. I'm lost. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. And when you're going through something like that, it's not like you can just show up to the doctor and be like, here are my symptoms. What is wrong with me? Because I feel like most people would be like, you might need to be committed. (laughs) Oh, well,
1: so the doctors, of course, you know, when I was on that physical side of the journey, they're like, we can play with your hormones. And I'm like,
0: no, this is not
1: acceptable Mm -hmm. to me. Come to find out, birth control would have continued feeding the issues, not helping them. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I've been off birth control for maybe close to a decade, maybe more than a decade now, just because of what it does to the body. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And especially it actually feeds, you know, I had candida overgrowth. It feeds candida overgrowth. That would have been the worst part. Plus, I think it does assist in like metals and stuff Mm -hmm. in the body. So, So, yeah. And then there was a therapist I was going to and I was explaining the very fast crumbling of my marriage. And he told me I needed to go to a couple's retreat when I was actually scared. Okay. I do like, get yeah, that think, doesn't
0: sound like good advice at all. Don't
1: think that's the route I'm going to go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, next. <laughs> and so I ended up focusing on this spiritual journey. And so grateful to have connected to my mentor and open up my intuitive gifts and Reiki you know brought that that sense of peace and balance into my world even though it was crumbling Mm -hmm. (laughs) very rapidly you gotta
0: have something to (laughs) to tie the peace into something to keep you grounded something
1: to keep you Mm -hmm. yes going forward so yeah I reconnected to Reiki and got went, went back through a Reiki one attunement and then I was like I'm going to go do Reiki too now. And then I did Reiki too. And that just really opened up these spiritual gifts. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to keep going. And so now I'm a Reiki master and now a Reiki master teacher. And it's just the cool thing about Reiki is, you know, energy is energy. It work, it all works based off the same universal laws. So there are a lot of cool energy modalities. I've already mentioned a couple of, you know, we've mentioned Reiki several times. Mm-hmm. I mentioned pendulum work. I mentioned muscle response testing. There's tarot cards. There's oracle cards. There's so many out there's, there There's, you know, mm-hmm. acupuncture is an energy healing modality. Emotion samples. code. I've doubled in but that emotion before. Emotion code, yes. One of my best friends is a certified practitioner, and so I utilize that. And that's when you start studying energy and you get a foundation in it, it all works together. And so that's what makes it so fun. So for me, Reiki really created that foundation because it really is about channeling energy. Mm-hmm. Um
0: I know There's like so some some of my listeners that are gonna listen to this probably have absolutely no idea what Reiki is and probably think it sounds like something you order in a sushi restaurant. Uh-huh. So in like <laughs> in like the most basic terms, how would you describe what Reiki is to so, someone who's never heard the term before? Of
1: course. Reiki is broken down it is a Japanese term <laughs>
0: <laughs> that tracks.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so Rei means universal. And key, a lot of people have heard of chi, is energy. So it's universal energy. And so it is, you're tuning in an attunement, tuning in to extremely high vibrational energy that you then channel into a person's energy field. In person, literally channeling it into their body. I also do distance Reiki, where you know energy travels over space and time. And I have
0: firsthand experience with that because that has basically been my entire experience with you. Is most Most. of our sessions, like I think for maybe except one, has been a distance session. Yes,
1: and so you know I'm channeling the energy into your energy fields, and then especially like once you you know someone like you who's in tune, you can feel me working Mm -hmm. on you even over this time and space. But um, especially, you know, once somebody's reading their notes and then while they sleep, that's when it really just kind of downloads and integrates into the body. So, you know, people who are very familiar with yoga have usually heard of the chakras. Chakras are the energy centers in our body. So there's seven main energy centers that run through the body to help keep energy flowing through the body. There are more than seven chakras in the body. There's actually a lot
0: of tiny little energy centers. Seven are like the big ones that I think most people know.
1: Yes. And so what Reiki does is it works through the chakras to help clear out stuck energy, help balance the chakras, and just keep everything flowing the way our bodies are designed to. And so you feel this sense of peace that you've never necessarily, I, I'd never felt it before. <laughs> and that's what Reiki does. So it's this very high vibrational energy. It, it, it's almost like if you've seen a video of somebody who gets a bowl and puts mud in it and then gets a water hose or a big pitcher of water and they start flushing the mud out, eventually the bowl runs clean. And so Reiki is like that, that pure water. I love that flushing the
0: body. Out. I was thinking about this earlier, and I think that's why the beautiful part about spirituality and these practices, these modalities, is that it's almost like a cleansing. And it's like if you were wearing headphones and there, you can hear like this beautiful song off in the distance, but you have no way to access that because there's so much like muck going on in your energy. And I feel like Reiki and all these other modalities are like taking off those headphones. You can hear your own inner voice, your own inner guidance. And these practitioners are just kind of facilitating the clearing out for you so you can more easily attune to what's already inside of you.
1: So, spoiler alert, so many people love the word empath. All humans are designed to be empathic. Mm -hmm. We all have these same spiritual gifts that I will refer to the whole time we talk. And it's just a matter of how much mud Mm -hmm. (laughs) is in the way. Mm -hmm. Some of us have
0: more than others. (laughs) Right,
1: of you hearing that inner voice. That, that inner voice, and then just being able to connect to other energy, you know, because when I'm doing distance Reiki on you, I'm connecting into your energy field and talking to you in a
0: sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's the coolest thing, especially when we get into like intuitive gifts and things like that, the stuff that comes through some of these sessions. And I know, I think we met, I came across you, it was in 2020 when I was going through all of my horribleness. And I found you through, like, a Facebook spiritual group thinking you lived in Chattanooga. And I was like, oh, my God, my prayers are answered. I can go talk to someone who knows what I'm going through. And you're like, no, I'm I'm in Knoxville, but I do distance Reiki. And then we connected that way. And I think from in prepping for this episode, I went back to find that first email, I think, from our my, the first session we ever did. And some of the stuff you picked up on, like, right away before you had heard anything of my story it was just like, throat wounds there's a lot there like and then flash forward three years later here I am just talking on a podcast right like
1: <laughs> I wish everybody could see me cheering
0: <laughs> there's so a lot of big happy, happy facial expressions
1: yes because yeah like you have burst open that throat chakra your poetry just
0: blows
1: my mind
0: thank love you it.
1: yeah <laughs> it's so good yes you are just this powerhouse that yeah, And I
0: wouldn't have been able to come to a lot of the things that I've right now recognized in myself without you playing a, a role in my journey because at the time I could not hear any of that guidance. And I remember also one of the more pivotal sessions was, very, was there towards the end when I was making the decision, like, should I stay or should I go in my marriage? And I was on the brink of divorce, of leaving, and we had this session where I was like, I just need some guidance. And it was a big card reading And I guess what you would kind of call it now is maybe like future casting where you could clearly see two different paths. And it was like, okay, if you stay, you could potentially grow together, but it's going to take a lot of work. And, or you could just keep growing on your own as I was doing. And we were growing further and further apart. And then it just opens up a whole nother world. Or I stay and just stop growing altogether. And then I just get very sick. And a whole bunch of things happen with the body and the emotions involved in that. And hearing that from someone else is like, here is what I see and that's what I was feeling I was felt I was being called towards one way but hearing that from another person that's like this is what I see this is a potential path for you the the positive one about growing and getting what I want it was just almost like you were holding space for me not telling me you should do this or you should do that but it was also giving me guidance of what I already knew to be true but hearing it from someone else was like that last little push I needed to be like okay this is what I need to do. This is what I'm going to do. And then the more we lean into that, like that voice grew and grew and grew.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I was so proud of you (laughs) because it can be really hard to change what we had expected our life to be. And it can be really hard to, you know, hold that space and guide someone, but let it be their journey. What's so interesting about, this work, this world, pick a word. You know, the future's not set in stone. And in a lot of ways, depending on how we were raised, we think, I came here with this like perfect plan. You know, God knows exactly what's going to happen to me. And so we think, oh, I've just got to be figuring out what that thing is and not take the wrong step to not do the thing. But the future is actually not solid. Right. I like feel it's very that.
0: malleable. And very it...
1: malleable lots of future possibilities and you know could someone if I'm sitting here saying here's what's most likely going to happen if you stay here's what's most likely going to happen if you go could you create other options yes but because that's not what the presiding energy was it would have taken a lot more work Mm -hmm. for it to happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) so and that's the thing is we can create future possibilities You know, somebody goes and gets a tarot reading and I'm saying, like, here's what's likely going to happen. If you don't like that answer, then we shift the energy you're operating in. And then that's what changes.
0: I feel like so many people are afraid of tarot because they're worried they're going to hear something bad. And it's just it's all how you interpret the cards. There is no bad card. (gasps)
1: I have the best story.
0: Oh, please tell me. I love stories.
1: (laughs) Okay. So here in Knoxville, can I give a plug? Yes. (laughs) Go for it. There is something called Fun with Friends Knoxville, and literally it has brought 20,000 people together. There's events all the time, and it's a really cool part of the community. I I don't want to call it its own community. It's part of our community. And so they were having an adult prom, and they – had me come to do tarot readings. And a friend of mine goes, oh, my gosh, I hope it goes well. Just what if the death card is, like, the first thing that comes out when you're sitting there? And I just laughed. And I said, but it's okay because that just means they're, they're stepping into something new. It doesn't mean they're literally going to die or anything like that. It probably just means they're going to step into, like, a new sense of themselves. So literally <laughs> – very first person sits down. And the first card that came out was the death card. Of course. <laughs> and I just started laughing. I was like, I'm sorry. I know. This looks scary. It's not
0: <laughs> I think that honestly the the death card, the tower card, those are to me, they're not scary cards anymore because you know, every good ending what follows an ending, right? A beginning. beginning. Something brand new, something exciting. So while something is being cleared away, it's just making space for something else to come into your life.
1: Typically something you've really wanted.
0: Yes. (laughs) We're just, we're so afraid of the unknown. And I've, I lived in this place for years, but had I not made the decisions that I made, I would not be sitting here right now talking to you. (laughs) Who (laughs) knows?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That is the coolest thing about energy is, you know, it's neither created nor destroyed. We're just continually... Cha- connecting and changing it like transmuting it mm-hmm. able you know like you said the future is malleable we get to we get to have a say in it based on the energy that we are operating in
0: so let me ask you this we both think the future is malleable what are your thoughts on fate mm-hmm. like, I do you think certain things are destined or predestined I do I do now
1: could they not happen I don't know I don't spend a lot of time there honestly Um feel like maybe it's fate based on the energy you're operating in. So if I'm continually downtrodding, I might have this particular fate that's going to happen no matter what. If I'm, you know, the happier I am, this fate is going to happen. So if I stay stuck in this pessimistic world, will that big
0: happy thing
1: happen? It's much less likely to, even though it's a fate.
0: Right. It's kind of how I see. Yeah, I kind of feel yeah. like that too. Like we come into life with this big kind of blueprint with maybe a a big lofty goal there for our fate that's on the, the positive end of the spectrum, but so many things can happen that can just pull us away from that. I always
1: think back, okay, when I was a little girl, I, this may be dating me, but um, we had Choose Your Own Adventure books. I remember those, yes. <gasps> I was so fascinated with them. And now that's where I'm just like, that's life. <laughs> on this journey, I'm like, it really is choose your own adventure. And so to me, fate is the fact that, like, since it was a book, it had set adventures, but you were the one choosing which mm-hmm. ones you went
0: on. Yes, so that's I love kind that. How I see fate. Especially as a writer. Like, I identify with that so much. I feel like I'm literally <laughs> writing my own book as I go with these infinite paths that are now available to me. Yes. And things like Reiki help you see those clearly and hear them. Yes. Yeah, and that's what's
1: very interesting is, you know, time is not actually linear. You know, it's all all out. The past versions of me are still out there running, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And the future, while it's not set, there are future timelines already running that we can step into. And then there's the ones that by transforming energy, transmuting energy, I'm going to come back to that, you know, we can create new future possibilities. So have you seen the memes that are always like, whatever energy you bring, I'm going to match it. So who we be in today kind of a thing. And I'm like, no, whatever energy you bring, I'm going to be using my energetic tools to send it up (laughs) into the light to make it a higher vibration. Cause we don't need to keep repeating this. Like (laughs) Uh (laughs) I'm your girl. Who's here to make things better.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So speaking, uh, I want to speak a little bit on the intuition, spiritual gifts. Okay. So, have you always kind of known that you've? I know everybody has these psychic spiritual gifts, but some people are w- much more aware of them than others and much more aware of them early on at an early age. Like I know when I was growing up, I would tell my mom that I used to see auras around people, so colors. And I kind of had that, you know, stomped out of me over time. And I don't see that anymore, but that is one thing my mom always told me. She's like, You used to tell me this all the time as a kid. Did you have moments like that when you were growing up? Or when was your moment where you're like, Oh, I have some kind of spiritual things going on that's not the norm.
1: So I would say as a child my one of my strongest gifts is being able to to feel and sense, you know really able to like feel what someone's experiencing so if someone asked me to rub their shoulders, they loved it because I would naturally go wherever they were aching because I could feel it I actually at the time didn't realize it was them I just pretended I was working on me <laughs> <laughs> But now, in retrospect, I get it. Also, growing up, I always joked that I had a radio station in my head—just songs in my head.
0: I do all have a radio station time. in my head,
1: <laughs> right? And so then now I'm like, oh, that's a form of clear audience. There's always a message in the song that's stuck in my head. I used to just think that like I had broken records in my head, and how am I ever going to get this song out? <laughs> <laughs> but now I understand—it's a clue. It's a message, like our, you know. Anyone who knows you and I, who either of us knows, we love synchronicity. Oh and yes, science. all the magic, <laughs> and
0: so, all the license plates two two oh, two three three three.
1: Someone saw. Oh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was literally today. Someone saw a license plate that said can something candy like "Hi Candy" or "My My Candy."
0: Oh, I love that today. I, was, I love when it's just like so specific that it's like, <laughs> "Yep, that's meant for me." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and so. Yeah, so those were the two that I was probably most tuned into, not understanding what they were. So when I, after my heart defibrillation, (laughs) this is where it gets a little weird. Okay, so we're on to the near-death experience, It just wasn't mine. (laughs) One night, I couldn't sleep well, and so it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, which I now know is more significant to the spiritual world, and I couldn't sleep, so I was like, well, I'll just lay here and pray. So just kind of started praying and fell into a meditative state you know that kind of lucid dreaming and all of a sudden it was like I was praying for a mass shooter which can be very triggering to hear right and I'm thinking why am I pray- like why am I praying for this this is this is out there and I was just like okay well just whatever the best possible outcome is for this because I, I that's just what I'm praying for because that's usually how I pray you know I don't want to control what the Mm -hmm. best possible outcome is if you tell me hey I need prayer I'm gonna send you light that the best possible outcome unfolds for you I don't know what that is so the next day I'm at work and I started hearing a news story about a potential mass shooter at Ohio State University so I kept praying and not long later there was a follow-up that he had a knife and no one got hurt and I just I, you know, <laughs> I was. Speechless. Did you have like
0: yeah, ch- like chills when you found that out? Yeah, I'm going. I
1: prayed for that. How how is this possible?
0: I prayed Energy man for that,
1: <laughs> right? And then soon later, I had another similar experience, which really resonates with now because of all this rain we've had and potential flooding. There actually was flooding. So this was late 2016 or early 2017. There was flooding. And it was flooded in the Nashville area. It was also flooded down in Texas, and I don't remember where else. And it was like all of a sudden it was like I was pulled out of my chair to stand up and pray, and I started having visions of like a two-year-old that was in like a big pool of water at this point, right? So I'm just praying. And I asked, I was like, is there any chance that I will learn the follow-up to this or see proof of it? And I was, I felt a yes. And sure enough, later, a couple of days later, I saw a story of a two-year-old who was in water and a Jeep just felt called to stop and reach. The person driving the Jeep reached in, grabbed the kid.
0: That's so incredible. I
1: prayed for this. Now, I don't have big worldwide news experiences like that since then, but that was how, you know, God, my higher self, the powers that be, really got my attention and said, hey,
0: You Mm -hmm. you this is something this is
1: real. What you're experiencing is real. Don't don't give up on it.
0: Mm -hmm. It's I think it's those magical like spiritual experiences like that, especially in the beginning when you're trying to develop all this stuff and really reprogram your your brain to believe this stuff that really drives it home. Because I've had some experiences like that too. There was one that sticks out for me is when my My paternal grandmother, she was very sick. My grandfather had passed like long before her. She'd been sick for a while and was just basically bound to a hospital bed. Quality of life was long gone. And I think we all knew she was ready to go. And I remember praying one night to my grandfather, just being like, if she is ready to go, please appear to her and just lead her to the other side and let her know it's okay to let go. This was in the middle of the night. And then first thing in the morning, I get the information, talk to my parents that she had passed that night. Later on, so it's these moments. I'm like, did I? It's someone heard me. I guess someone is always listening, and it's those moments that just like, wow, I can tap into this stuff.
1: Yeah, I will tell you because I had this question a lot in my life: is well, if you know, if, if there's this God power that's in control, why do we? Why is our prayer needed? And it's because it tunes us into the energy, and when we're tuned into the energy, it helps bring it into the physical world faster I was literally shown a vision of three people coming together in prayer literally creates an energetic vacuum to help it come out of the spiritual world into the physical world faster and that's why prayer is so powerful you hear about
0: the power of prayer all the time yeah when you get like a a mass amount of people just praying for the same thing and then you hear these these stories
1: it's literally like taking a vacuum and sucking it down into the physical world (laughs) is what I was shown and I believe it because mm-hmm. I have no reason not to.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, it's not just prayer. I just, I feel like the power of positivity. Almost. If you're putting out that positive energy, those positive thoughts out into the world, that's going to have a ripple effect. just the same. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's literally just magnetizing it here. hmm Yeah.
0: So let's go back to the Claire's real quick. Can okay. you give a, a run through? Mm-hmm. How many Claire's are there? And when I say that, you probably need to explain that because the same people are probably t- thinking I'm talking about the store at the mall or something. <laughs>
1: I always think of the movie The Breakfast Club, Claire. <laughs> okay, so there's four main ones that people are familiar with. Claire Cognizance is you just know things, and you don't know why you know things. I feel but like you that's me. Things, mm-hmm. Right? That's actually one of the last gifts that, like, if you have Claire Cognizance, you definitely have the other ones, which, again, everyone has them all. It's just which ones are you most easily attuned to, Right. So where I said I'm very sensitive and I can feel what people are experiencing in their body, that's called clairsentience, like feeling. There is clairvoyance, which a lot of people have heard of clairvoyance and like seeing things. And there's two types of clairvoyance where there's, you know, like maybe there's a tiger sitting right here in this hotel room and somebody can see it kind of a thing. And then the way I experience it most often is it's almost like seeing a memory or, like, seeing a movie scene run through my head.
0: That's how I experience it as well, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's the more common one. And then, you know, like, seeing orbs of light and and things like that. And then there's clairaudience, so that's, like, the radio station in our head. Very familiar with that one. Um, And then the other form of clairaudience is it's almost like you hear, like, almost like a whisper or a voice like literally just speaking but it's very it's usually very soft for me anyways um so those are the main ones there is another one related to smell and I can never remember what it's called so I just jokingly call it clear smell
0: because <laughs> <laughs> I think you you I think there's all, there's like a taste one too isn't there
1: there is I feel like
0: in some of my the session notes you've sent me you've smelled things or tasted things that I've, i i come back with my long encyclopedia of notes and I'm like, oh my God, this is why.
1: <laughs> right. And so the whole point of it is it's it's using our senses to help us tune into energy that the average person is not tuned into, right? It's almost like being able to hear a dog whistle when you're not a dog, yeah, right? It's a great it's way to put a it. frequency mm-hmm. that the average human body, because of all the th- stuff we carry, you know, we're not tuned into it. And so it's like you start tuning in to these energies and frequencies that the average person just normally isn't tuned into. But more and more people as we're awakening and clearing the mud out are experiencing it more and more and more.
0: And how would you say we can develop these gifts? How do we attune ourselves to waking up these parts of ourselves that we're not as familiar with? <sighs>
1: One is to start praying. And, well, okay, if by hearing that you already go, oh, I think that means I might be closest to, you know, clairvoyance or clairaudience or whichever one, then start playing with that one. Start literally like there's different games depending on which one you want to use, right? Or I, a lot of my clients will literally ask me like, hey, what's my strongest gift? I had a client the other day where she wanted to know her gifts and I was using my pendulum and just running through them and she was already strongly connected to several of the Claire's so then they showed me her weakest one and so her guides were telling me to tell her we gave you this information so that you can choose like if you want to work with something you're already strong in to really like connect and get messages use this, this is what you're strong in already if you want wanting to work on developing, then here's where you're weak. So that's the one to develop because these are already strong.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a favorite one or one that you, is way stronger than the rest of them or one that you get the most, maybe through sessions with people?
1: Yeah, that would definitely be the clairsentience sentience and the Claire audience. I don't know. They It varies, but definitely just the Claire sentience. And it's just interesting because before I have a session, I will already be in the energy of the person, whether I want to be or not, basically, like weird stuff will start happening. I'll be like, why is this happening? And I'll go, oh, I'm already tuned into, you know, my client's energy, like suddenly can't find a pencil and, you know, that's not normal for me Mm -hmm. or, you know, just something like that. And then it kind of tells me the energy they're in. Sometimes it starts 24 hours before, and I'm like, okay, we're just going to put you back in a file cabinet. I can't deal with this right (laughs) now. I don't have time for this. Right. Like, No, if it's like 30 minutes before, we're fine. But a day before, no.
0: So what is a session with you typically like for someone, a first-time person that's like, okay, I think I'm going to try this Reiki thing. What does that look like? A trust (laughs) fall.
1: Which I know you can attest to because you're like, distance Reiki. And I'm like, yeah, just trust me. (laughs) It makes more sense on the other side of it. So if someone is doing, well, that's the fun thing about energy work, right? There's so many different options. Somebody who just wants to get an idea of of Reiki and how it can feel for them, first of all, in person is great because they're going to get more of the physical experience if they're not already sensitive to energy or they're not sure. Um, I also offer them over Zoom. So they just kind of relax in a meditative state and I'm just doing Reiki on them while they're present with me. My preferred way of doing it is actually distance Reiki because I'm such an intuitive energy reader. I'm able to provide so much information to really help someone change their life, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of just being like, yeah, let me balance out your energy. Being able to see the patterns and why things happen the way they are is the information that really helps someone, you know, make changes. And, you know, people often ask, what's the difference between just getting a tarot reading versus, you know, what I do, which is called Reiki with an Akashic reading. And the difference is if I just do a tarot reading or an Akashic reading, I don't even necessarily need cards, you'll get the information, but why not go ahead and start shifting the energy with it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like if you come to me with your relationship challenges, sure, I could do a card reading and tell you what's going on. Oh, wait, maverick does not currently have any relationship challenges that was
0: <laughs> full disclosure there <laughs> i have not gone to, to kitty for relationship advice
1: <laughs> yeah no sorry i was like that was just
0: something i pulled out of the air because jake's probably listening right now like what
1: well exactly i was like wait no i don't want to <laughs> I, I don't want to be the cause of the re- well that would be a way to get business no i'm just teasing totally
0: kidding um
1: but if, if somebody comes to me with a relationship challenge, sure, I can pull the cards and tell you the energy, but we already know you have a challenge, so why not be shifting yeah, the take energy that, take that next, next while time. we're at it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what's so cool about those types of sessions with me is you get the benefit of the Reiki energy healing and balancing and feeling better. You get a lot of information on why things are the way they are, And you also get guidance on how to keep shifting and moving forward because while Reiki can shift it, can and does shift energy, I always talk about it being like, if you give a dog a bath, but then it just goes and runs right back out in the mud, right? Yeah. So somebody's like, can you help me break this pattern? Sure. I can help you break this pattern, but it's up to you to continue. I can help break it but it's up to you to continue staying disconnected from it.
0: (laughs) That's one of the things I always found most valuable about our sessions was the follow-up, the guidance, the notes, the voice notes that you would send me, intuiting and just kind of describing what you saw and then letting me connect the dots. And then I would send you literally a whole novel of an email back with my notes of, oh my God, how did you know this?
1: (laughs) Which I love because it helps me strengthen my gifts. Right, mm-hmm. so we're, we're we're literally working together. So I I always love the resonances and the confirmations. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's got to be good to hear. Oh, I was I was right on the nose about that.
1: <laughs> it can be especially you know when you're newer to the work. I'm like I don't know this person, and I'm sitting here telling them whatever I'm telling them, and it can be kind of scary. But you know. Everybody was always like, yep, 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 yep. And I'm going, oh, OK, OK. That, but that, I think that's why my guides really needed to start me out with those big news stories, right, mm-hmm. so that I would, again, trust. See, it, it builds,
0: yeah, trust and confidence in yourself and your gifts. <laughs> yeah. And developing these things. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so back on the topic of developing these gifts, what are some ways we can keep our energy clean? So energetic hygiene, basically. And I think this is something I feel like comes across in a lot of, it has in the past a lot of my sessions. It's like, you need to be doing this and this and this. And then breath work has always been high on that list. And for me, it's that's one that's very hard for me because I just cannot sit still <laughs> to sit there and just breathe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is what your body is asking you to do. And you're like, I'll do anything
0: but that. Yeah. I can't just sit still. I'm too active. <laughs> my brain.
1: Yeah. People are always like, if you were to tell us to do two things, what would they be? Well breathe and drink water (laughs) (laughs) really that's it yes (laughs) we are a plant Mm -hmm. we need to breathe and we need to drink water oh I love this topic okay so in let's start with drinking water actually I'm going to backtrack. have we I'm sure you and I in sessions have talked about the emotional frequency scale because everything you know has energy it's Mm -hmm. all vibration vibration yep. yep And so there's an emotional scale. And at the bottom of the emotional scale is shame, guilt, fear. Fear. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of get into the middle, and it's love, peace. And as you get higher, you're getting into enlightenment and, you know, just what we call the high vibes. So I reiki everything before I consume it. And it's – I used to, growing up, think – why do people pray at mealtime? And it it, it seemed like it was at the expense of praying at any other time, right? Like just at mealtime. And then it clicked as I went on my Reiki journey, like, oh, we literally are blessing the food. Because as I became, you know, so sensitive to the energy of things, I started realizing I'm eating this food and it has sadness in it like literally sadness in it because
0: you're literally changing the frequency of what you're about to consume.
1: Right. If I go out to eat, food is in theory alive. It's an energy. And so like the cook's energy will imprint on it. The person who grew the food, the person who transported the food, your server who brings it to the table. As you and I talk, if we had food in front of us, whatever we're talking about, the energy of it would start changing my food. And so I learned to pray reiki bless my food to help clear out those energy give me a moment to send blessings to everyone who's interacted with it and put protection over it so that it's in a higher vibration before I put it in my body right
0: there's science to back this up because this is reminding me of you know how you sing to plants and speak positively to them they'll grow bigger bloom more and there's there was also a study with water that Mm -hmm. was done with the looked at the actual physical molecules of them yeah when positive affirmations were spoken to them versus negative things and the results mind-blowing and it
1: completely yeah and you don't even have to you know for some people the idea of prayer can be triggering and the idea of you know bless whatever it is if you can literally just say I love you into your water you will change it and then you are literally drinking in self-love
0: and think about what this does to the body. This is why positive, I think, positive affirmations and speaking and thinking nice thoughts about yourself is so important because it affects everything. Yes. Yeah. We're just little plants. We need, we need love and we need to be sung to.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. So that's a big part of spiritual hygiene. Most people don't know this. They are shallow breathers, meaning when they breathe, they, they honestly barely make it to their lungs shallow breathers, right? We should be taking breaths that go all the way down past the belly button, like deep breath in and blow it out.
0: Which is why breath work is so
1: important. (laughs) Breath work is so important. And literally just taking a moment when everything feels chaotic or you're overwhelmed or stressed out, literally taking a moment to take in at least two deep breaths. Anytime I do breath work, I like the idea of breathing in pairs because the first one is like the clearing out of energy. And then the second one is calling in that higher vibration. So it's awesome to have an intention like I just want to feel calmer right now. Okay, so take a deep breath and blow out what doesn't feel calm. And then you take that next deep breath and you're like calling in calm energy. You know, we don't have to complicate things. Say I love you to your water and breathe in calm. (laughs) Like that's some spiritual hygiene. Mm -hmm. What about spiritual
0: protection? Well, I was going to say
1: that's the next big one, of course, is protecting our energy, especially as we are empathic and we're sponges and, you know, energy can transfer so easily. Energy protection is a big one. Honestly, it's like being a kid and playing games and going oh let me just imagine this bubble of light and I'm gonna step into it and I'm gonna zip it up and then that way your cooties can't get to me or another simple one is just go shields up and it's like boom protection goes up yeah those are big ones. people ask me how often should I you know put in an energy bubble around myself and I'm like well you can't overdo it I literally put energy protection around myself every time I wash my hands. And sometimes more. <laughs> like if I'm going in Walmart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> energy protection. Shields. If nothing else, shields up. You
0: you're know? like a knight. Like going into battle if you're going into Walmart. <laughs> yes.
1: I will tell you, I have found recently that, you know, if I imagine myself coming out of the store happy, I usually have a really good, a fun experience. You know, if I have to go to Walmart,
0: I at least want it to be fun. Right. Right, it's a little mini manifestation there. Just right. going ahead and envisioning yourself how Coming you want to feel. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and it it it's worked
0: because that's it's, also hard to do when you go into Walmart.
1: <laughs> it is, especially in the beginning of spiritual awakening. It's just Walmart is a really challenging place to go. It's like the the toxic. It's a melting
0: pot of yeah, all kinds of people. Well, it's the
1: toxic family member that you need to stay away from while you yes. like heal. That's Walmart. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, Walmart. Do you use, like, are you a big fan of crystals? I love
1: crystals. Absolutely. So for energy protection, black crystals are going to be your best friend. So um, tourmaline, onyx.
0: I have a piece of tourmaline that I keep on my nightstand. Okay. Like, when I go to sleep. Yes.
1: Yes. You know, you can wear it. You can have it around you. Lava, like if you're gonna wear a bracelet, lava rocks are really cool.
0: For grounding, right? Because yes, very grounding. they
1: can be grounding, but they also offer protection. But then they're really cool because they'll absorb oils. So if you want to add in essential oils, they're kind of like I oh, I didn't know that. Like I, have a a, one. I
0: have a lava <laughs> rock bracelet now. I'm gonna put some like, stuff on it. Yeah, right. Smell like lavender all day. Ugh, that calming lavender is one of my favorite scents. So yes.
1: Just... If you need good calming and grounding, take some lavender oil and. Like the, it's kind of the center of your foot, up near the top and the bottom. If you just kind of think about your foot and give yourself a foot massage, you'll know where I'm talking about. But put some lavender oil there and kind of massage it, and that will help ground your energy and just, like, bring calm, <sighs> which is great for at night. But for me, I need it, like, any time of
0: day. <laughs> never have too much of that. Just
1: no. Just give me all the peace. All the peace <laughs> and grounding, uh-huh. yes. Yeah, and then so as far as clearing energy – Selenite wands are really cool. Yes,
0: big fan of those.
1: Yes, I actually gave them to my kids when they were littler, and I said, "This is your magic wand before you get <gasps> in bed at idea. night." Oh my
0: God, Lily's Waving gonna love that.
1: Yes, and that way it helps like clear out their energy, and you know, help get them a, hopefully a more peaceful night's sleep. Yeah, you know, because
0: i'm also teaching them, you know, young about the stuff that some people think it's a whole bunch of malarkey exactly (laughs) getting them used to the idea of energy to begin with exactly because I didn't come to these concepts until much later in life that had no idea this is actually how the world works that everything is energy and (laughs) we can actually influence a whole lot of things yes and things like knowing how to cleanse your energy and how to release what's not yours is very important
1: exactly so yes that's why I really like selenite wands is well and of course you know okay, I love saging my house to help clear out energy and there's a lot of people who are like, well, but sage is clearing out all of the energy so maybe I sh- shouldn't sage, I should use Palo Santo, which just calls in the good and I'm like, that's like saying don't go shower because you're going to wash yourself away. No. Sage your house <laughs> to help reset it because, you know, when you come home from work, if you've ha- like, had a run-in with a coworker, or a boss or whatever or went to the grocery store or whatever, that's that stuff is carrying into your house with you and it doesn't belong there. So that's why we like sage. So Palo
0: Santo won't kind of like clear out the negative stuff, is it?
1: Right. Palo Santo just helps amplify the positive. So to me, I I like to sage and then I like to Palo Santo. I like to sage and then I like to dance around my house with Palo Santo.
0: (laughs) I have both, but I feel like I use Palo Santo more often.
1: Right. And so then if you're going to someone's house – and you're sensitive. You can't necessarily sage their house. I have taken selenite wands and just danced around their house. I feel like
0: that would be such an interesting first date <laughs> or first couple of days when you're just starting to date somebody. Like you can go over to their house for the first time and you're like, okay, hold on. Just one second. <laughs> go through their
1: house. So you've read my diary.
0: <laughs> if anyone has done it, it would have been you.
1: I, I've literally multiple times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going to show you who's for you and who's not for you. Real I... quick have also been known
1: to take I'm trying to remember if it was selenite or clear quartz because clear quartz is very similar and what's special about especially selenite is you know if you hear of people charging their crystals in the full moonlight to yeah. help you know release their energies selenite actually doesn't need that selenite is actually something you can use to clear the energy in your crystals it's like
0: soap it doesn't it, need to be cleansed It
1: it's just oh <laughs> that is perfect yes it is the, the, soap, the soap of, of crystals. crystals yes <laughs> Right. But I have literally been known to take um, little pieces of selenite or clear quartz and, like, if I'm going out, I have it with me and I'll just kind of pretend I'm playing with glow sticks or something while I'm dancing to just kind of help with the energy mm-hmm. around me. You know, we we can still go out and have fun. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. This is another thing also, jumping not connected here at all, really, on the topic of sex. With sleeping with someone, mm-hmm. you were you were absorbing all of their energy very intimately Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and energy is something that is is very closely tied to intimacy and a lot of people are just so unaware of that
1: yes the quickest way to create core what i call cords energetic connections to someone like instant cords (laughs) yeah like really strong ones is to have sex with them which means you are not just you know just walking through Walmart, you're going to pick up someone's energy. You have sex with them. Mm-hmm. You have really connected into their energy. And so it it just makes you want to be a little bit more mindful of the choices you make. And also, especially if you are, you know, getting out of a relationship or even just, you know, changing partners, whatever, cleansing our energy releasing those cords so important
0: cord cutting Um, yes
1: there's cord cutting cord clearing um there's multiple ways to do that writing I'm going to use the term forgiveness and I could talk a lot about that word but it's almost like a release letter I was going to say a forgiveness letter but more like a release letter to release them and release the version of you who needed them just the clearing of that out and I will tell you there is a part of me that's kind of like I don't think I can sleep with someone if they haven't let me do Reiki on them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to know what I'm getting into. Well,
1: <laughs> I just want to make sure their energy is balanced because otherwise I'm going to take that on and I'm going to be doing the extra balancing anyways, except I'm going to be more confused. Is it their energy or mine? And right. I don't need that confusion in my yeah. life.
0: I feel like things like, like the idea of sex that also changes when you go through a spiritual awakening, you look, you look at everything completely different, especially though intimacy. Yes. I know for me it is just completely changed. And I'm very conscious now of things like that. And I want, when I'm intimate, like, I want a spiritual connection. Like, I want to feel the emotional resonance of that. But I want it to be a positive experience. I don't want to be sleeping with an energy vampire that's just going to drain me and make me feel terrible and, and feel all this muck again.
1: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Because it, it happens. Because <laughs> <laughs> energy vampires. <laughs> yes. Yes. And usually that just means their chakras are closed. <laughs> and not and you know functioning and so then we just help pull some of that energy off for them which you know is nice for them but it's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there's easier ways yeah
0: <laughs> that's why things like this are so important to know also what's yours and what's not yes boundaries that's where very, very energy protection lesson. there yeah.
1: yes energy protection and boundaries comes in and spoiler alert because this is where it starts getting confusing is that usually if we're able to connect into an energy unless we're doing it very very mindfully and intentionally like I'm doing an energy session so I'm very clear what's mine versus not mine if it's just you know me and a friend and I'm kind of like is this mine or theirs the answer will always be at least a little bit of both at least a little bit of it's mine or I wouldn't be connected to it in the first place yeah that makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. but still you can still go wait is this mine or theirs? Because if most of it is theirs, well, then stop absorbing it. <laughs> stop taking it on as yours.
0: What about going back to synchronicity? Do you have any standout or favorite synchronistic or like just these magical moments that stand out? And other side of the coin here, do you have any ones that were maybe a scarier experience or more intense that was not so great in the, in the world of energy and spirituality? Oh, gosh. You probably have a whole lot.
1: I have a lot. Like, my life is a big, synchronistic, there's signs. It's funny. I ask my mentor all the time, like, well, this is normal. Everybody else has this much synchronicity and stuff, right? And she's like, no. (laughs) I feel like you
0: match me, though. Mm -hmm. And
1: that's what I love. I have another friend who she matches me to. You're always the
0: person I text when something like that happens. I'm like, you know who's going to appreciate this the most, Candy? I will.
1: (laughs) I will. Well, okay, so here's one from the past 24 hours. So yesterday being 111, right? So 111 at 111 caught my attention. The song True Colors was playing. And so I'm like, oh, that's a beautiful sign. And then the song Millionaire came on, this is Pandora. This morning as I was making what I call my morning drink, heating up water, I my eyes just went straight to my water kettle when it was at 111 degrees. And I'm like, 111 again and then I get in my car and my fuel gauge tells me I have 111 miles I'm like 111 again Is this groundhog day and then Pandora played true colors followed by millionaire and I'm going what's happening
0: <laughs> I love that I love when things line up like that especially with the numbers I feel like the numbers are the easiest to recognize they're so stand out just the license plates and the thing on the clock but then when you start seeing them in succession like that yeah it's not just a one-off it's like when you start seeing the repetition yes and
1: so it's interesting I still remember the friend who got me to start tuning in to numbers I don't remember exactly what she said but she was the reason I started going oh when I see numbers in synchronicity let me see what they mean and since then, I've learned that sometimes synchronicity is the message. Like if I see a cow three times, I'm going to look up the spiritual meaning of mm-hmm. cow. But sometimes synchronicity is is just your guide saying, "Yes, you're tuned in, you're aware, you you're lined up." Yeah, you know, encouragement and support. Exactly. Yes, which and sometimes
0: you just need that in the moment. Exactly, <laughs> it's an easy way for them to kind of connect. Yeah attuned to what that means.
1: So one of the fun stories of mine with synchronicity is, oh my goodness, I've got, okay. I'm. T-
0: this could probably be a whole entire episode oh, on just synchronicity and experiences. Episode. Spiritual yeah. experiences. <laughs> yes. So
1: um, when I was going through my spiritual awakening, I started seeing the numbers four, seven everywhere. Four really is kind of- You know, like being spiritually guided and seven is uh, like awakening into your higher timeline. So for me, four, seven really is like my spirit guide numbers. And then my birthday, 1217, the one, two, one adds up to a four, seven. Found out I was born at 747. Like I still see four, seven just all the time. And in fact, have you heard my Chick fil A? Have you been
0: following my Chick fil A story? I saw something the other day that you mentioned about Chick Fil A.
1: Well, it started because I ordered fries that the girl didn't punch in, so I got home and did not have my fries. And like,
0: that's the story I saw. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. Which is very... a, that's a tragedy. That's...
1: It was really sad. So what? I, you know, so just to throw this out there, what I did was I asked people to give me gifs in the comments to help me feel better about this whole unfolding of not having my fries. Anyways. So then a couple of days later I got my fries and I was very happy and I wrote on there like thank you to all the people who helped get me through a rough moment right. So then of course people see that and they're like Candy I don't know what you're going through but please take care of yourself or whatever which I really appreciate because life has been unfolding in its ways lately. And then the next day I had a missed phone call from, quote, Chick-fil-A. Now, I figure it's a spoof spammer, but seriously, I was like, oh, did Chick-fil-A call to check on me, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when I took a screenshot of that happening, it was 147. Because, of, course, of 47 course, it was 47 yeah. shows up everywhere. Well, when I first started realizing those were my guide numbers, I realized when I learned how to play Texas Hold'em, I literally, I would call that my numbers because I won tournaments with, the cards four seven, which in theory you shouldn't even be playing, if depending on who you talk to, right? I have reasons why I play it. Now y'all know if you ever play Hold'em with me, I'm probably going to play a four seven. But <laughs> so I was like, these numbers really have been guiding me <laughs> for a much longer than I was aware of.
0: Yeah, it becomes personal, almost. Like four seven is not going to mean anything to me,
1: but it right. clearly has
0: very much significance for you. For me, I have my own numbers three eleven, yes. which has come up in well the band 311 there's a lot of songs that have meaning for me and then the biggest one there for me was the courtroom when I went to go legally change my name the courtroom number was 311 and I was just like oh my god okay this is this is all meant to be of course but it's it's I, just I, great a great encouragement for when you're going through those moments in life where you're not sure and you see a number that means something to you it's just yeah. love so I do have to share this
1: story <laughs> Maybe it's going to be cathartic, I guess, is the whole point. But so a friend of mine who is very much not spiritually awake, I say that with hesitancy because it feels judgmental. But, you know, they're very much grounded in the traditional Christian meaning of God. Okay. And so (laughs) I was asking this person, jokingly like, on a scale from 1 to 10, how much have I annoyed you just now? And they said 47.
0: <laughs> of all the numbers. Right?
1: Because I, clearly the whole reason we've been in communication is so that I can help nudge this person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, of all the numbers you could have just given me, you gave me my spirit guide numbers. And, of course, they, like, stopped responding <laughs> at that point. Just
0: like, I'm done. <laughs> well, literally. They were like, I
1: just can't. <laughs> and then – what was funny is we had just been talking about eating meat versus vegetarianism, you know, since I eat mostly vegan. I turned on, as all of this is unfolding, I turned on some random movie that had nothing to do with, you know, it's not like it was a documentary or anything that was supposed to be about food. And the movie opened with a narrator saying, everyone loves a good steak, unless you're a vegetarian. I <laughs> <laughs> like of all the things, right? You know, just synchronicity. Uh And the
0: more you start to notice it, the more it happens. Exactly. Which is, I guess, be considered law of attraction, maybe? Like, the more you think about these things, the more you're drawing that energy into your life.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a big part of it. And that's where a lot of people are like, you're just manifesting it. And it's like, am I manifesting it? Is it guiding? It's all of the above. You know, my guides know how excited I get about synchronicity. And so, the more excited I am about life, the more synchronicity I'm going to be tuned into. And that's, I think, another important message is you're, people are like, well, how do you know the number four means being spiritually guided? Well, if you learned that the number four meant the, it's going to rain today, then when you see the number four, it's probably going to rain today because that's meaning for you as an individual. Yeah. Right. I always say, like, our guides are going to talk to us in the way that we are most likely to get the message. If you speak French, they are not going to talk to you in English. Right. Because they want you to get the message. Yeah.
0: They want you to hear Like them. me with Claire Audience, I get a lot of messages through songs. So whether it's playing in my head or I turn on the radio and hear something, that's how they can easily, we can communicate just by dropping a message in a song, and I will pick that right up.
1: Yes. And since I'm so tuned into just energy in general and technology – is easily, you know, energy and technology it's so easily manipulated i guess is the best word i've got for it
0: proven my- by mercury retrograde
1: <laughs> bingo right <laughs> my guy like i my guides know i'm going to turn to them using google because if i need to look up the spiritual meaning of a cow there could be a million results and let's be real google doesn't always give us the same first result and so i know that my guides are going to give me whatever result i need within you the need first to hear. like yeah. first three possible search results so I know that they're going to send me what I need through technology that random spam email is going to have a message for me kind of a thing
0: (laughs) have you ever had any negative spiritual experiences like I know I have I have had a lot in this whole episode that I'm currently working on about my spiritual awakening but like some people see ghosts some some friendly ghosts some not so friendly or just have these kind of more intense spiritual experiences
1: yes one time I woke up with scratches on my stomach that had no other possible way of being there other than, I think, some dark energy that was sent my way.
0: And that's when you were like, okay, we're we're saging. We are pulling up the shields. We are doing all the things. All the
1: things. <laughs> sending
0: love yeah. to this
1: situation and person. There was one night I was... Just
0: one second. It's one eleven right now when I happen to look at the the time clock on the recording. Yes. (laughs) Just had to point that out.
1: Love it. Um, There was one night I was headed out to see some friends, and uh, there was a a lot, just a lot tied into this whole scenario. A lot of, I don't know, energy. I can't think of the word right now. So I was given um, like a – a reading on YouTube, something to listen to as I was driving, and they gave me the name Daniel, and they very clearly said, do not drink, like, not the reading, my guides said, do not drink tonight. I wasn't planning to anyways, but they were just very clear about it, and I had been given the name Daniel. So I get where I'm going, and this, first of all, there was someone there that I knew named Daniel and I was like okay well I'll just be aware I'll just be aware like we're not meant to be afraid we're meant to be aware and use our tools right mm-hmm. our energy protection we've talked about and, and prayer but then this very random person walked up to me set their beer down introduced themselves as Daniel started talking to me and then they were like I'm going to go to the restroom do you mind watching my drink and I'm like this person's hoping I'm going to drink their drink
0: Whole bunch of nope,
1: <laughs> whole bunch of nope. Yep, I was just like, uh, yep. no, nope, I'm done. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. <laughs> so
0: um, I think that
1: was one of the like, I was so grateful that I was aware. Yeah,
0: especially like with the name you were given that name specifically, I was
1: given the name that
0: it was immediately when you heard that it was like clued in, Okay, this is something to be very very aware of.
1: Yes, and what's really interesting is the next day I ran into someone who mentioned him and called him like. I think they called him Danny. I may have the words reversed. I, he may have introduced himself, to him, whatever. Yeah, but it was but, in
0: that same realm you know, of right. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, oh, so he introduced himself to you differently than me, even. And but I got the mm-hmm. exact name that I was, you know, given in that reading. So the more s- reasons
0: to just tune into that inner knowing and those gifts.
1: <sighs> yes, not blow it off as being wacky. And right. I know that that's why. I again, my story had to start with those two big news things that I wouldn't blow stuff Mm -hmm. off because it's easy to do when we've not been taught to pay attention
0: so what about here's the big topic I know a lot of people are probably interested in this which were buzzwords right now twin flames soulmates what is the difference between those two
1: okay everyone is a soulmate Okay.
0: That's what I feel like too.
1: Everyone is a soulmate. What does that mean? It means your energy connects. It helps each other in some way. Might be positive, might be negative, might be neutral, might be all of the above. Everyone is a soulmate. Okay. I, t- <laughs> I could, I've literally taught entire classes on this. So like, I could talk like, a Like This is lot. all in your
0: wheelhouse with the relationship stuff. And I, you probably get a lot of people coming to you like, I need help with, I want to find my soulmate or my twin flame. or
1: Right. And so when when people connect you know we've kind of mentioned cords on here the more cords you have with someone the more connected you are to them and that means your energy matches like the more cords you have the more ener- your energy is going to match basically the difference between that and what we know of as a twin flame is you and your twin are basically almost exact energetic matches you will have a ton of of synchronicity with each other I've learned a lot over the past few years because of my own personal twin flame experience and you know part of the misnomers you're not necessarily going to be romantic partners with your twin flame I have actually met people who it's like a mother and son and they are twin flames they are that energetically matched there are a lot of readers out there who'll say I can't tell you whether or not someone's your twin flame and I respect that I, there is a vibration, a feeling, right? I've already talked about how clear ascension I am. There is a feeling to the twin flame connection that I can feel.
0: So like if you're tapping into someone's energy, you can sense if someone in their life that maybe they've talked about is a twin flame versus a soulmate or. Typically. Yes. And so
1: it, it can be a very intense connection.
0: And so there's a lot
1: of people out there who hear about, you know, the the positive side of it. So, oh, I want to meet my twin flame. And then they meet someone and there's all these synchronicities and, and w- whatever all it is. Honestly, it's some low vibe obsession. <laughs> it's not a twin flame experience. There are false twin flame experiences. When I first heard about false twin flames, I was able to go, oh, this guy I dated in my early 20s was a false twin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was able to process that. But, you know... The purpose of Twin Flames is it triggers you into awakening. It's a catalyst. Now, it's typically a catalyst more for the feminine energy than the masculine energy because there's different things that our energy is in search of, right? The the feminine energy is typically looking for that that love. And the masculine is looking to be the the successful provider, right? (laughs) So typically they're out chasing work while we're chasing them. <laughs> Not 100% cut and dry. The whole twin flame experience, based on my life and my resonance with it, is it triggers you into awakening. And, you know, that's, Earth as an entirety is working to raise its vibration. So when you go through a spiritual awakening, you're raising your vibration. And when enough people have raised their vibration, the twin flame dynamic will Kind of die out kind of like landline telephones when cell phones came in mm-hmm. you know there's hardly any landline telephones anymore because we just don't really need it so anymore how would you
0: recognize a twin flame versus just a karmic relationship i feel like my marriage my ex was a karmic relationship not necessarily a twin flame because it's doing the same thing you're working karma and you're bringing up a whole lot of triggers mm-hmm. and pushing the other person towards growth essentially this is such
1: a deep dive. Okay, so a twin flame in a lot of ways is going to resonate as everything all in one. And that's the thing is like there's, kar- you know, karmic experiences, growth lessons. They are a soulmate. And it, it was interesting because it was like feeling every type of, every type of, resonance of love within one person. It's like, I feel like this person's been my brother. I feel like this person's been, like, a father to me. I feel like this person has been a son to me. I feel like this person's my best friend. I feel like this person could be a romantic partner. I don't know. Like, it literally felt like everything all in one. And, in fact, after I met him, the song is Bruno Mars' Count on Me. Have you heard of it? Have you heard it? I think I've heard that song, yeah. The first time I heard it was about a month after meeting this person and I was like I barely know this person but this song feels like my connection to this person right and you know this was the beginning of my spiritual I didn't even know what spiritual awakening was I was just in the beginning stages of it I'm like this is so weird you know and that was when the telepathy was kicking in I would wake up and have just gotten a message from him like just then that's where I'm like, oh, telepathy. There was a lot of synchronicity. Okay, so at that time in my life, I didn't believe in quote the one. You know, I'm just like and it and I've come back around to this belief, right? Because there's lots of soulmates. I think there's
0: lots of ones. There's lots of ones.
1: <laughs> and that's what I always said, like I think there's a lot of ones and it's just, you know, you you meet someone who you match up with enough and you choose, you choose for it to work. And Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place a little bit. Welcome to my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Might be part of it, Don, do
0: you think? You're feeling into my energy right now.
1: (laughs) So not everyone has a true, I'm going to use the terminology, true twin flame, especially not incarnated in this lifetime with you. But everyone will have a soulmate that they are most energetically matched to if you and I were the only two people on Earth, well, you would be the most energetically matched. It doesn't mean you're my twin flame. It just means you're the most energetically matched. So there are people who you're going to energetically match with more than others.
0: Right. So not everyone has a twin flame, but we have, everyone has a soulmate or soulmates, many right. soulmates, I think.
1: So can you have a similar experience? Absolutely. That doesn't make it a twin flame. But that doesn't mean you're not having a similar experience. And that's beautiful. Be right. excited
0: about it. I feel right? like so many people these days are just so obsessed with the idea of twin flame. Like, I've got <laughs> to find my twin flame. I have to. And spoiler alert, ultimately, you are your
1: twin yes. flame. Yes. So you can find your twin Same flame with soulmate. by are, going on this journey. Yes. Yes. But then it does get really cool connecting into um, people's energy. So I have a soul sister. We are so energetically connected. It does not matter what one of us is going through. This is a really cool story because she's the emotion code practitioner. I was watching Legally Blonde 2, which is about the chihuahua finding its voice. (laughs) She literally was doing an emotion code session on a chihuahua that that needed help with its voice. Like That's That's the kind of synchronicity she and I have. Early on, after we became friends, she... uh, gifts is one of her love language and I am just so grateful that I call in friends who gifts is their love language <laughs> she sent me something in the mail but she didn't tell me and so I get I open the mail and here's this wall hanging and I've been thinking about ordering a wall hanging and then I thought did I order this? And I, you know how like you order something and it comes like three months later. So it's yes. like a surprise. You surprise yourself. Right. And I'm like, did I order that this? Typically
0: happens to me at like two in the morning on, when I'm on Amazon. I'm like, what did I buy?
1: Right. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day that said with a bottle of tequila and Amazon, you can be your own secrets. <laughs> and I actually know people who have been like, look at all these tarot cards I bought. It's
0: a fun that game way. to play with yourself. It is
1: a fun game. Um, okay. So anyways, then my friend, it was like a week later and I'm not thinking much of it. And my friend messages me and she goes, I think I sent you something in the mail, but I'm really not sure. Did I make that up? And so it was weird because it was like, it was almost this like, we were so connected and in tune with each other's energy. We weren't sure who bought it and who it was wild. And we are just so connected like that, like nonstop. So she is a soulmate of mine. I'm very energetically in tune with. Those are the people
0: you're like, I have had many lives with you. We are just so, yeah, so in tune.
1: And that's something else I learned recently is a big part of why there is so much intensity with my twin is we had a very recent past life together. And so that explains a lot of the synchronicity because anytime we meet a soulmate that we're very connected to, which means we've likely had past lives with them the energy just kind of picks up wherever it left off.
0: That's where that feeling of familiarity often comes in. When you just meet somebody and you're right. like, there's something about you that I just, you can feel it. Right.
1: So if you have had romantic relationships with someone in a past life, you're going to meet and it's going to feel so good because it's so familiar and you already know each other. But whatever issues you had that have not been resolved, mm-hmm. they're going to come coming back real fast.
0: Yep. Not so fun in a karmic relationship. <laughs>
1: Bingo. But also growth triggers. Yay. In the the Twin Flame experience, it's actually more difficult because you're, it's almost like feeling it double.
0: Yeah. I've heard it's just like the most intense kind of relationship you can experience. It's very intense. Both negative and positive.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Completely. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of gifts and ordering things off Amazon, you know, Oracle cards and tarot cards, which I have many, but I know you have probably a ton more like a library of cards and you brought some yes and you're open to doing a collective reading yes for everyone that's listening right now
1: yes okay absolutely is there something specific you want me to read or do you want me to just see
0: I'm gonna leave those floodgates completely open to whatever wants to come through that messages that is gonna serve the highest good for whoever is listening for what's going on right now perfect so what decks are we using Today,
1: Okay, I have the Rose Oracle deck pulled out, which just gives such beautiful messages. I feel like it's very, um, they're showing me like a rose in blossom, and I feel like people who are listening to this are going to start blossoming, so it makes this sense.
0: This is Rebecca, isn't her name Rebecca something? She has like a book, I think, that's... Rebecca Cam- Yeah, Rebecca Campbell. Yeah, she has a series of books. I have a couple of hers. She has a deck. Well, perfect. It has beautiful artwork in it.
1: Um, I have the archetype cards, which gives us an energy and kind of talks about its light and shadow attribute because we live in a dual world. I've really learned to embrace living in the and. I'm really excited and I'm scared. This is amazing, and it hurts, you know? Duality, in the yes. And is someone being authentic, or are they being a hypocrite? Probably a little of both, you know? Nobody is 100% of anything. So that's what I love about these archetype cards. And then I have the dragon oracle cards. We are in the year of the dragon, and so their energy has been very present recently. Okay, so we are going to start with a rose oracle message. heart healing happening. The return. A new story. You decide. Alignment. It's coming together. I love that. I wonder if I know anyone who's good at writing a new story. (laughs) Hmm. You've waited patiently for this moment. You've likely been working on the inner for some time, and now the outer is beginning to come into alignment. I love how that matches with what we've talked
0: about. Absolutely. Absolutely. As changing beings,
1: we're in a never-ending growth cycle. This doesn't mean that we're constantly in bloom. No, this means that we're constantly changing. This card is like the bloom. However, it's more powerful than that. It heralds the coming and going of a whole new way of being. An entirely new story has been written. This card heralds a great shift in your life. This often takes time, sometimes even lifetimes. Acknowledge how far you've come and how much you've grown. You're a part of creating change, not only in your own life, but in the world. Take a moment to take it in. You're just one of many, but your being here matters. A petal in the rose of a new humanity, part of the forever unfolding. Things are aligning for you and around you. They're convening and coming together. You're in the right place at the right time. Your outer world matches your inner world. This card is delivering a message of harmony coming together and the embodiment of holding a clear vision for many years. You've been doing the groundwork to get to this moment right here, perhaps for months, years, or even lifetimes. Use this moment. You get to decide what happens next. And I feel like we could have just summarized this entire Show with this (laughs) this card, card, yes. which is what I love. That's so much of what happens. You know, you've experienced it in a Reiki session where, you know, I'm going through the session and channeling all of your energy and then I'll pull cards for guidance and the cards always 100% match what's coming through.
0: Yes, what a great card for the collective. I feel like so many of us are in that space, but also just as a collective with the paradigm shift and everything, we've been doing the work. Things have been going one way for so many years and now we're kind of seeing the shifts happen in the outer
1: yes so now we're going to go ahead and pull a dragon card to see what dragon energy is kind of assisting us with this shift at this time dragons are very powerful magical beings if people have heard of the different dimensions you know we've been living in this 3d reality um at people who are awakening awakening you go into 40 and then you go into a 5d sense of reality dragons live in the fifth dimension and above. And some of us
0: have probably had parallel or might have parallel lives there or past lives there. We've been all over the place.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. We had a card and then another one snuck in. Two for one. (laughs) Love those. Yes. Okay. We got silver lunar dragon. Bathes you in divine feminine light into balance and practice peace harmony and cooperation expand your causal chakra which is actually above the crown we have chakras i have not heard about this chakra yes we have chakras that go outside up yeah right so they're going up all the way up into like the 12th dimension i think and then you know there's one below your feet your feet that is actually anchored into the earth your earth star chakra i have heard of that one yeah
0: yeah what did um, you call this one? Causal. the, the causal.
1: causal Chakra. Okay.
0: It's above your head?
1: Right. But I, the one up right above is the Soul Star Chakra. So I think it's actually above that. I could be wrong. It's kind so- of
0: like what I'm seeing is kind of like in The Sims, you know, where they had those green, like, diamonds above their head. That's what I'm thinking <sighs> about with the Chakra. Yes.
1: Yes. The other one is how? Oh, my goodness. The Omega Dragon. Harnesses the divine feminine power of creation. No wonder
0: those came together.
1: Both of these feminine. Intention. Hold your vision. Birth the higher consciousness. I love
0: that it says intention because that is my word for 2024.
1: Guess what? Mine is purpose like being more fine tuning purpose so very
0: it's very in tune. Basically
1: yes. intention, just being even more intentional than I have been. Yes. Yeah. So of course we have like the same mm-hmm. thing happening. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Silver Lunar Dragon. I feel like we need to know more about this. A seventh dimensional dragon. In case anyone <laughs> wanted to know
0: going up the scale.
1: The moon is a portal Through which Divine Feminine Light pours onto Earth. It bathes the planet and more specifically connects to our causal chakra and helps to activate it. Recently, 7th Dimensional Silver Lunar Dragons have been able to access this portal and stream into our dimension, particularly when the moon is full.
0: I love that we also just had the new moon in Capricorn yesterday. This is so aligned.
1: Yes. They carry Divine Feminine Light in their energy fields and their mission is to touch us with it to prepare for the golden future. For 10,000 years, we have been influenced by the masculine. However, in the new golden age, the feminine qualities of peace, harmony, equality, cooperation, love, unity, and wisdom must harmonize with the masculine. So, silver lunar dragons are very dynamic now because they are actively bringing about the balance of yin yang energy on the planet. As these shimmering dragons touch our causal chakra and enable it to expand, Unicorns are able to use the illuminated chakra as a portal to enter earth and assist our ascension. In this way, the silver lunar dragons serve us and we serve the planet. Choosing this card suggests that you call on the silver lunar dragons to bathe you in their energy and that you practice peace, harmony, equality, cooperation, love, unity, and wisdom in your daily life. A lunar dragon will be close by, helping and supporting you. As you are bringing yourself into balance, you are doing your part to bring the planet into equilibrium. Visualize your causal chakra as your own personal moon. The silver lunar dragons will touch and expand it until the frequency is high enough to allow pure white unicorns to step through it. Okay, so I have a unicorn card deck. And it was, I was several years into my journey before... I connected with the Unicorn deck. And I remember being so excited because I knew that Unicorns were such a high, pure vibrational energy. I was like, I'm ready to work with them now. Yay!
0: Which is another part that I love about Oracle decks is like they kind of choose us. And we're, we don't start to use them until we're ready. For me, that was one, I think it was a Re- Rebecca Campbell deck. She has a Starseed Oracle deck. And I bought it way early in my journey, but I never opened it because I felt so intimidated by it. And then I started using it like sometime last year. And it really resonated, and it probably wouldn't have resonated with me when I had first bought it.
1: Yes, so I buy decks by feeling the energetic. Connection.
0: They're like Harry Potter wands, like when in in Ollivanders, where the <laughs> wand chooses the wizard. <laughs> exactly. The deck chooses
1: exactly right. And so you and I were joking before the podcast how I do. I have a lot of de- a whole library, as you said, and a part of me I was always like, is it time to let some of these decks go to a new home? But they all still want to work with me (laughs) because we're so connected. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, I feel like we need to know about this Omega Dragon because it is very high vibrational. It is ninth dimensional. So these Omega Dragons carry the divine feminine vibrations of Shekinah, the universal energy that created our world. So very similar to Reiki energy. Shekinah is the feminine counterpart of Archangel Metatron's higher light and represents pure creative vision. These powerful beings are assisting the birth of higher consciousness on Earth. Collectively, they hold the vision for the new golden age, and this will enable us to achieve the intention set by Lady Gaia for the evolution of the planet. These beautiful silver-white dragons will also help us hold a personal vision for the highest good. Every wish starts with a thought that is translated into a picture. These dragons can see into our mind and will hold our vision with us. When an Omega Dragon comes to you, it is time to give birth to a special new project, pathway, or aspect of yourself that has remained hidden. Call upon these dragons to fill you with the power of the Divine Feminine. This will enable you to hold your vision and bring it to fruition in a wise, balanced, and harmonious way. Most important of all, ask the Omega Dragon to look into the greatest desire of your soul and hold the vision of bringing it to manifestation. These dragons can be any shape or size. So just still your mind and give them permission to merge with your energy. Ask them to soften your path and the paths of all who hold the vision of the new golden age.
0: That works so well with the first card we pulled too from the first deck.
1: It's amazing. New beginnings. New beginnings. Golden age. what all this 2024 is about. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we are going to pull an archetype card because it's going to help us see an energy that we need to come into balance with to assist with these other messages okay okay let's
0: do it she's smiling like so big right now like she knows the secret she's about to spill do you want to read it virgin light attribute maintaining symbolic purity of heart and spirit shadow attribute fear of intimate union
1: and as soon as i saw the word virgin i was just thinking how so many of us believe we're impure
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And we're not. We might carry a lot of mud. Mm -hmm. Yes. But we're not impure. And the belief that we're impure is what keeps us out of connection, you know, with that divine union, our, our spiritual and physical selves. So this is perfect because this is what helps us with our feminine energy, you know, that belief that we are pure and helps us with our feminine energy and helps create a better balance and is going to help with all these new beginnings and everything those yes, cards like talked virgin about.
0: new beginning hello like that's <laughs>
1: yes it's like as soon as you feel I'm just gonna say energetically dirty that's a clue
0: mm-hmm. to do some energy work yeah. something's out of alignment there something's out of
1: alignment meditate write that release forgiveness letter to yourself I can never say this word the Ho ho'oponopono
0: yeah I was thinking about that earlier Uh I I can't say the it's name of it but I say. use I, I use
1: the prayer I'm sorry please forgive me thank you I love yes. it I love you I say it to myself all the time <laughs> So if if I could leave anyone with a tool to use outside of the you know praying over your food and breathing and energy protection it would be to use that prayer Yes
0: I think it and there's something on YouTube for that uh, it's the yeah Ho- ho'oponopono and you can – because I remember using that to, like, send loving energy to someone else mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's, and, a, it's an all-purpose kind of one, it's well, a beautiful one.
1: And I I find it very important to sit with past versions of myself and send this prayer to them, send love to them, the love that you needed as you were embodying that person. And then it's really powerful to go – well, I do remember when the, you know, pain was clearing and going, oh, I was helping me through this. This future version of me yes. was
0: helping me through this. I do a lot of that in therapy. I feel like that's a great way to rewrite your memories by going back to the past. But as you, you are now going back there and offering that love and forgiveness and what you needed in the moment back then. So now when you recall that memory, it's kind of replaced by what you're, the energy you're putting into it now. Exactly.
1: And so when there is something you want to manifest, this new project, this new beginning, that future version, if you're feeling called to a dream, there is a future version of you already living that dream. And so, you know, that's the future casting, the tuning into that version of you who's already doing it. You just have to align to that future. and, And saying, help me remember what you did. And trust that that version of you is sending you the love and energy and support to get you there.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's It's all magic. So before we officially wrap up, can you tell us about what's next for you? Are you working on any exciting new projects or ascending even higher to some like Reiki Mother Teresa Almighty Supreme or something like that? I don't know if there's anything above Reiki Master.
1: Well, that's the the million dollar question right now. Um, It's interesting that you... Started this by talking about your hermit mode because I feel like a lot of the spiritual workers we have been in hermit mode we are still kind of in hermit mode it's kind of like the last half of 2023 brought a lot of known endings and transitions and we're still in hermit mode waiting to be shown feel what's that. next so much. Yes. and I- I'm told over and over again I can't force knowing so to keep rooting in the things that you know I'm also a photographer so to keep rooting in the photography and my Reiki practice but I know that there is there's something but I don't know what it is yet mm-hmm. you know and, and I know it'll involve the fact that I'm a teacher and I know it'll involve relationship work but I don't fully know what's unfolding yet but it's like pieces just aren't ready for us to know yet
0: mm-hmm. and that's part of the magic though so the not magic. knowing yeah and lastly <laughs> where can people find you
1: I would say one of the best places to find me is HolisticWellbeingWithCandy.com. If they're interested in Reiki, there's links over to my relationship work. If you want to just follow me on Instagram, I'm candy.lee, K-A-N-D-I dot L-E-I-G-H. I I also have Holistic Wellbeing Candy account. Those are the best ways.
0: Thank you so much for sitting down with me as we lifted the veil a little bit. I know this was a long time coming. And I'm glad we finally got to do this because I think you're just an amazing person. But I will put all of the links in the show notes. So you can e- easily find her. But I highly recommend checking out her offerings on her site and giving a Reiki a try because honestly, without her magic and her guidance, my life would look totally and completely different today. And I believe that the people that cross our paths are there for a reason. So maybe this specific podcast episode is just one of those many reasons to lead you down another tunnel into the rabbit hole journey that is your own life. So take what resonates, leave the rest, but always, always keep an open mind. Thank you so much. (laughs) And I know I'm going to have you probably on the podcast again. Oh,
1: that would be amazing. (laughs) I'm so honored to have been here. This has been so fun.
0: So stick around because there's probably going to be some more to come. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time. Thanks for sticking around until the very end. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support my one-woman show, please subscribe and share it on social media or leave a rating and review. Reviews will help this pod to be found more easily, and that, in turn, helps this whole thing grow. To catch the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at mavmalone. Let's connect. My DMs are always open, and I'd love to hear from you. If you want to stay up to date on the latest events, books, and podcast episode releases, please head to my website, maverickmalone.com, and sign up for my email newsletter.